God bless you once again, and welcome to the podcast today. You know, our Proverbs that we're doing each day, sharing one chapter of Proverbs every day, is growing us in wisdom. Today, we're going to be doing Proverbs chapter 5 together, and then we're going to stop and just take one concept or one verse, and we'll be meditating on that all day long. The Bible tells us in Joshua, the first chapter, that this book of the law shall not depart out of our mouths, but we shall should meditate in it both day and night. What is the process? The Bible tells us when the Word of God stays in our mouth, basically, in our mind, in our mouth, in our thoughts, you know, in our words, as we continue to keep the Word of God uh, alive, the Bible tells us, and we meditate upon it so that we may observe to do according to all that is written therein, then the Word of God says, then we shall be prosperous and then we shall have good success. Do you know that you can be prosperous, you can be successful just by listening to the Word of God day in and day out and then after you hear it, thinking about it, meditating on it. you, You shall meditate therein both day and night. That's what God told Joshua. And if you do these things, you will be successful. So that's one of the reasons why we're doing this together. We're taking the Word of God. We're keeping it in front of us, in front of our eyes. We're keeping it in our mind. We're turning it over. You know, people tell me, well, I just don't have time to meditate. Yes, you do. Meditation equals worry. That's all it is. Now, if you have time to worry while you're work, if you have time to worry before you go to bed at night, if you have time to worry when you wake up in the morning, if you have been ever in a situation where you're driving down the road and and you found yourself worried about something, concerned, mentally concerned about it, that's what meditation is. We call it worry whenever we're doing it in the negative, and that's why God says, don't be anxious, don't worry about anything. Why? Because worry is powerful. Meditation is powerful. Don't be worried in the negative about anything, but rather trust in the Lord and meditate on what God's Word says. You see, worry is just the negative aspect of being anxious about something that is not the will of God coming to pass in your life. Worry is believing that what the world says, what the devil says, what the negatives are, what what, what the curse says. Worry is just meditating on something bad going to happen. Whenever the meditation that God wants us to do, that causes us to be successful, that produces a depth and waters and cultivates the Word of God in our life, this type of meditation is basically worrying about what God said coming to pass instead of worrying about what the devil said coming to pass. Worry about what God says coming to pass. I know that word worry is hard to buy into, and God does not want us worrying in that negative aspect of life. But he does want us more, you know, to, to, to meditate on his word, more than just Scientology, more than just some motivational declaration, more than just some I'm okay and you're okay type of, uh, type of uh, you know, mental ascension. This is taking the word of God and holding it, putting it in your heart, embracing it in your mind, and allowing it to turn over, allowing it to create a thought pattern and habitual 
actually thinking about the Word of God. Oh, my, 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 as I think on the Word of God. I am the saved. I'm not the lost. I'm the healed. I'm not the sick. I'm above only. I'm not beneath. The Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. What is God doing? He's trying to create a mental image inside of us because there's power in what we say and power in what we think and power in what we believe. That's why God wants to create in us a new and a fresh heart. That's why he said we should renew our minds with the word of God. We check ourselves with God's word. We challenge ourselves with God's word and God's word begins to change us. We put it into our life and meditate on it and then you will be prosperous. Then you will have good success. The word of God is powerful. The apostle Paul says, no word of God is void of power. You know, and even the book of Proverbs tells us that, that, that the meditation of our heart and our mind, as we muse, as we meditate upon the word of God, even in our bedtime, in our nighttime, it allows us to be very careful about what we put into our ears and put into our heart. Guard your heart, we, we read yesterday in Proverbs, with all diligence, because out of your heart will flow the issues of life. Watch what gets into your heart. Watch what uh, feeds through your mind, goes into your ears, and goes down into your heart. Be careful of the words that you think on all day long, because the Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Well, let's take the Word of God again today uh, here in Proverbs 5. Let's read Proverbs 5 together, and then we'll take a principle, a concept. We'll take one word, and we will meditate on it all day long. We want it to get down deep on the inside of us. We want to say about this word, well, what does that one mean? Well, well, how can I apply that to my life? Well, you know, and just take it apart word by word by word by word. Are you ready? Proverbs chapter 5, reading from the King James Version. You know, this old English in the King James James Version is not always easy to pronounce, and, and I am not uh, necessarily uh, the best uh, person at pronouncing these old English words, but, um, you know, run with me anyway. Are you ready? Here's the word of the living God penned by Solomon, the king of Israel, in a time when God had made him the wisest man who had ever lived. Verse 1, Proverbs chapter 5. My son, attend unto my wisdom. And bow thine ear to my understanding, that thou mayest regard discretion, and that thy lips may keep knowledge. For the lips of a strange woman drop as a honeycomb, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But her end is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, her steps take hold on hell. Lest thou shouldest ponder the path of life, her ways are movable, that thou canst cannot know them. Hear me now, therefore, O children, and depart not from the words of my mouth. Remove thy way far from her, and come not nigh the door of her house. Lest thou give thine honor unto others, and thy years unto the cruel. Lest strangers be filled with thy wealth, and thy labors be in the house of a stranger, and thou mourn at the last, when thy flesh and thy body are consumed. And say, How have I hated instruction, and my heart despised reproof, and have not obeyed the voice of my teachers, nor inclined my ear to them that instructed me. I was almost in all evil in the midst of the congregation and assembly." 
Drink waters out of thine own cistern, and running waters out of thine own well. Let thy fountains be dispersed abroad, and rivers of waters in the streets. Let them be only thine own, and not the strangers with thee. Let thy fountain be blessed, and rejoice with the wife of thy youth. Let her be as a loving hind and a pleasant roe. Let her breast satisfy thee at all times, and be thou ravished always with her love. And why wilt thou, my son, be ravaged with a strange woman and embrace the bosom of a stranger? For the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins. He shall die without instruction, and in the greatness of his folly he shall go astray. Wow, what a strong and powerful Proverbs. What a word from God. I find it so interesting what the word of God does in painting this picture for us. Here in talking about this strange woman, the ways of a whorish woman, the ways of a strange woman that is selfish and only wants and, and only wants to consume the life of those that come within her snare. Listen to how the word of God tells us to make sure that we stay out of this snare. Okay, are you ready for our more today for our bite of bread, for that concept that we're going to hold on to and think about, for that thing we're going to take down into our heart and embrace and receive the instruction of this word today? Well, listen to what the word of God says. Uh, we'll, we'll take it in verse number eight, for example. Remove thy way far from her and come not nigh the door of her house. And then he goes on to say what happens to the individual who continues to go down that road. You see, the Bible paints a picture for us about how to stay out of the bed of the harlot. Now, a harlot could be a literal prostitute, a literal whore, a literal woman who is wanting to entice you to come into her uh, lair, into her home. You know, uh, Proverbs says quite a lot in using analogies of harlots and of whores and of, and of women who would want to uh, steal from you what you have and take from you what you have. Uh, Proverbs uses that as quite an analogy. One of the reasons perhaps is because Solomon had uh, quite a lot of wisdom when it came to women wanting something from him. He had 600 wives. He had 300 uh, concubines or else 300 wives and 600 concubines. Anyway, he had just short of a thousand women that were playing upon his emotions and trying their best to get him into their beds, trying their best to get him uh, in, into their confidence so that they could somehow influence him. And later in life, they did influence him. And because he went against what God told him, because he went against the wisdom of God and allowed so many women to get close to him and entice him and change his mind and influence him, he ended up straying from the words of his father David and ended up straying from the words of God. He ended up building false temples and, and casting idols for the, for the gods of his wives, many of the wives that were from foreign countries and foreign religions and pagan uh, and idolatrous 
religions, and he ended up even worshiping with some of his wives to please them because uh, he had been enticed by them. Now, Solomon is writing to us, you know, it doesn't have to be a strange woman, a literal prostitute, or, or a woman that's trying to get her way so she's willing to do anything or say anything or, or entice you in any way at all for her to get you to do what she wants you to, which is not what God wants you to. You know, thank God for all the women that are trying to encourage us to do what God wants us to in our lives. Thank God for those strong women. This is not an indictment against women. And in fact, it's not even relegated to women. It can be any other thing that you're lusting after that's promising you some reward. It could be a job. It could be a hobby. It could be a, you know, money. It could be anything, any other thing that is calling out to you and telling you to turn in here and you give your life here and you make your investment here. And here is where you put your enemy and here is where you sow your seed. And here is what you, you, you invest your time in because I'm going to pay off for you more than the will of God for your life. I'm going to pay you greater dividends than what God would pay you. Anything that promises you that, just count it as though that it's a harlot, a whore. Remove yourself far from her, verse 8 says. Don't be enticed. Don't be led astray. And listen to how we can protect ourselves. I love this particular verse and the concept and the picture that it paints. You know, the Hebrew language paints a picture. And here, the, the Bible is telling us how to remove our foot far from her. It says, come not nigh the door of her house. You want to know how to keep out of the harlot's bed? First of all, it, it, it starts with not turning down the road that the harlot lives on. Don't go down that road. Don't take, take that first step down that road. Every road leads somewhere. Now, you know right now if something is enticing you, if something is tempting you, if something is pulling at your heart that is not the will of God for your life. Right now, you know if you're being tempted, tested, tried. Come on, you know it. You know, God does not, does, does not allow us to, to, to uh, just sit and, 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 and soak in temptation without letting us know about it. God, the Bible says, provides a way of escape with every temptation, with every luring, with every enticement, with every word from the enemy, come this way, come this way. God points it out to it and lets us know that that is not you know, his will, that, that that is not the way he wants us to go, that that is not being offered us by God. And by the way, if you can't do something that pleases God, you may not need to do it, okay? If you don't think God's pleased with it, don't do it. You're, you'll never go outside of the Word of God um, accomplishing the will of God, okay? You cannot accomplish the will of God by going outside of the Word of God. Hold on to the Word of God as principles. But here, today, our meditation is going to be, don't come near the door of her house. What does that mean? That means that we don't turn down the road that these temptations live on. If, if you are tempted to uh, do drugs, don't turn down the road that the drug, drug dealer lives on. If you are tempted to, to uh, surf the internet and watch porn on the internet, well then don't turn down the road. Don't open up that browser uh, and just wander around on the internet. Don't, don't come near the door of her house. Okay? Uh, if you are tempted to, to, to uh, get drunk and, and you know, just to carouse around, don't come near the door of that strange woman's house. Don't turn down the road 
alcohol lives on. You know, if you are tempted to, to, to get drunk, well, just don't go to the bar. You know, I mean, but because most likely once you are in the bar, seated at the bar with your elbows up on the bar, you know, with your money in your pocket and, and you're looking at the bartender and the bartender says, oh, what can I get for you? You know, most likely you have already put yourself in the place to where temptation has an unfair advantage over you. If you're standing on the front porch of the harlot, you're knocking on her door and she comes to the door and opens the door and, and she's scantily clad and, and uh, she's looking at you with those, uh, you know, eyelashes batting your eyes and saying to you, oh, come on in. Most likely you're already hooked. What we need to do is to make sure that we avoid temptation. Get up every morning and realize that today we're going to avoid temptation. Today we're not going to turn down the road that that temptation lives on. Today we're not going to go and, you know, and, and buy another 20 temptations to sin if we believe that God is wanting us to quit smoking. And we're, Well, today we're just not going to turn down that road, not going to get up on that porch, not going to knock on that door because most likely if you do, you'll end up in that bed. That's the truth. That's the wisdom of Proverbs today. And so today we're going to pray and, and seal this word in our heart. And today we're going to say exactly what the model prayer says. Lord, lead me not into temptation, okay? Uh, Lord, but deliver me from evil. How's God going to deliver you from evil? How can you remove your foot far from that temptation? Well, don't turn down the road. Don't go up onto the porch. Stay way away from the door, okay? And if you stay on the other side of that door, way away from that door, then you're not going to enter into the temptation that's behind that door. Are you ready to pray? Let's pray together. Father, Lord, today we pray, sir, that as we meditate today, Lord, on how we can remove our foot far from the temptation, how, Lord, we can not turn down the road, Lord, that temptation lies on. God, show us today, Lord, those roads. Show us, God, where we are taking steps, Lord, getting closer to sin, closer, Lord, to that uh, woman, Lord, that's enticing, Lord, and, and trying to get us, Lord, into her bed and into her bedroom, Lord, because, Lord, once we get that far, Lord, it sure is hard. Temptation has an unfair advantage. But the way of escape, Lord, is before we step up on that porch. The way of escape, Lord, is before we go into that bar. The way of escape, Lord, is before we call that drug dealer. The way of escape, Lord, is that we don't start down that road, Lord. God, help us, sir to recognize the roads of temptation today. And Lord, we make a commitment to you, Lord, that God, we're going to take this word and put it in our heart. We're going to think about it, Lord. God, we're going to meditate on it, Lord. We're going to identify the places, Lord, with your help, identify the places, Lord, that we are giving temptation an unfair advantage over us. And Lord, we're just going to, Lord, just decide that we're not going down that road anymore, Lord. It may mean, Father, that we have to deal with some relationships. It may mean, Lord, that we have to deal with some habit patterns. It may mean, Lord, that we just have to deal, Lord, with, 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 with a different uh, 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 regimen of life, Lord, or a different schedule, Lord. God, just help us to do so, Lord. In the name of Jesus, thank you, God, for leading us not in temptation, Lord, but delivering us from evil. Lord, open our eyes, Lord. Help us, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, sometimes it's the will of God to help you take that first step. And sometimes it's the will of God, and He will help you to not take that first step. And that's what we're talking about today. Don't take that first step. God bless you. I love you. And don't forget here, I'll join you again tomorrow with Proverbs chapter 6. One proverb every day for this whole month. And then we're going to continue on our own going to Proverbs and finding wisdom 
morsels of bread that'll make a difference in our daily life. God bless you. I love you. And I'll see you right here again tomorrow for Proverbs chapter 6.